These are my confessions. The Iced Coffee Confessions with Suzette. Mm. Hello, loves. Welcome to episode six of The Iced Coffee Confessions with Suzette. Wow. (laughs) Uh, We've made it almost a full year of this podcast and we're on episode six. And much like 2018 taught me and reminded me, uh, more importantly than anything else, this has been quite a journey and absolutely quite a process. But I'm so thankful that we are at episode six and so thankful to have a space to reflect on the, I would call it the growing year. (laughs) Um, I've called it the Gumby year 2018 absolutely felt like it stretched me to my very limits. And in the process, grew me in some really important ways, um, showed me what my strength was, showed me why I still had opportunities to continue to grow and improve and become an even better woman, person, daughter, friend, family member. It's taught me so much. And it's funny because as I've reflected on my 2018 with others and close friends, They have also expressed, you know, just a deep, I would say, reverence (laughs) for 2018, just in terms of the year it was and how, for some people, it's changed their lives, for how it's made some of us, like, let some things go, some people go, for how it's planted new seeds in each of us. And so really, really, really thankful for 2018 because... I would say even for me, this is probably one of the most (laughs) uh, seminal years of adulthood for me to date. And one of those years where it's more than just talk, I actually had to act and live the life that I say I wanted. I had to grow. I had to improve. I had to do a lot of waiting. And so 2018, girl, sis, you took a lot of us. (laughs) You took a lot of us to task, but thankful for this year in a way that I, maybe if you would have asked me in June, I'd be like, I don't know what's going on, but really, really thankful for it in December. And so I actually got a request to do just a reflection on 2018 and to talk about some of my biggest lessons and things that just really stood out for me as important for me in 2018 and things I plan to take with me into 2019, some things I plan on leaving behind in 2018, things I should have left back in 2015. I should have maybe even left it back in the 99-2000, but nevertheless, <laughs> that's what life is, learning journey. We in working spaces when we're talking about how we're going to grow and develop people, we talk about a learning path and that applies to life as well. And so I created this list and at first I was thinking I wanted to make it ordinal. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to put it in any specific order. And I don't want to do a countdown because as I added to the list, I just continued to grow and grow and grow and realized like, I don't know if any of these lessons were more important than the other or if I needed all these lessons to be prepared to enter um, this next year of life or heck, if I needed these lessons just to be able to go day to day. And so I call this my list of 10 to probably 15 things. So I'm pretty sure as I record and they add something, uh, <laughs> y'all know how I do. But just really, really, really thinking about the things that 
stood out for me as like gang changing, life changing, Suzette growing moments, Suzette growing things in 2018. And I'll say that the very first thing I want to mention is I learned a really important lesson as I went through some like pretty hard moments in 2018 um, that you got to be really thoughtful about whose cup you're pouring into and whether or not those folks can return the gesture when you're in need. You know, someone might say, make it plain, Zep. But essentially, like, I am someone that loves to just give of myself, give my energy, give a listening ear, be a sounding board. And I realized this year that sometimes those same people that you spend all that time pouring into could not replenish you, could not give that energy back, could not be supportive of you in that very same way. And it's not a knock on them, right? It's not a critique of people. Like, we are all in my mind, trying to be the best people that we can be. And if you want to presume best attentions, um, I try not to assume because I'm not trying to make an ass of myself. But if you are trying to like really thoroughly believe that everyone comes into this world, into this space, into your life with best intentions, then their inability to pour back into your cup is not a reflection of their character or their personhood. It just might be a reflection of their state of being. And so what it's led me to really think about is like, if you are going to be pouring out tons of energy for folks all the time, um, should it be in a community of people that can then love on and take care of and help support you? And should you just be much more thoughtful about your circle? And like with age, like people have this thing, and this is going to sound weird, but i be very honest about like loyalty to time and not loyalty to the quality of their relationships. And you could continue to pour water onto a dead plant, but the plant is dead and it's not growing. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and I know I'm speaking in a ton of analogies, but in pulling it back to this conversation, I've had the pleasure of loving and being loved by some pretty amazing people, but it doesn't mean that that's always going to be that the group or the folks that I'm going to be around for the rest of my life, right? And and so I'd rather be loyal to quality and loyal to substantive relationships um, and dynamic relationships where I feel taken care of just as much as I'm taking care of people and that I can be nourished and protected and supported in the way that I like to nourish and protect and support others. And so what that means is just I need to continue to be intentional about who I spend time with, who I give my time to, how I nourish and nurture others. And it doesn't mean, right, that you don't spend time with people that you really care about because they can't pour back into you. Well, actually, it kind of does. What it does mean (laughs) is that you're just mindful of it, right? And you can also choose to love people from a distance. You know what I'm saying? And interestingly enough, my friends jokingly call me chopper style, right? Like you will like dead somebody real quick so that you're like, you're finished, you're done. And I am like that. (laughs) So I'm not excusing it. Um, But I think in some cases when you have really loved some people, um, you overlook those things. And what's honestly most important for me, especially going into like my late 30s heading to 40, is that within the context of my circle, that I can be healed and that I have the right, you know, metaphorical medicine within the context of my friend group and even like to some extent like family to get some healing balm when I need it. So that was, to be very honest, a huge lesson for me in 2018. Um, still got a lot of love for a lot of people, but won't be taking relationships that are not mutually nourishing into 2019. I think another big lesson 
that I learned in 2018 is actually something that was reaffirmed for me. And oftentimes, um, probably weird, but I will look into the mirror and say to myself, patience, grasshopper. And it's because like patience is something that I've been working on my entire life. You know, patience is absolutely a virtue. And I think if nothing else, the biggest lesson of 2018 for me in regard to patience is like, you just have to be patient with the process, right? And if you really trust and believe that God and the universe hear and know the true intentions of your heart, you got to be patient with how God guides you there, right? And very little, <laughs> very little is instantaneous. Like the only thing that instantaneously usually happens for me is me buying some something. You know what I'm saying? Like I could instantaneously order it off of Amazon. I could instantaneously order something off of ASOS. But the bigger things, the things that are meant to be life-changing for us, the things that are meant to take us to our higher self, the things that are meant to be fulfilling and just like really like pivotal for us, oftentimes take time and take a belief in the process and not so much the outcome, which also means just like sheer and utter patience. And I had to learn to be patient with patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, look at patience in his face. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on now. Patience looks back at me. and was like, you just got to trust. You got to wait and you got to know, like, this is very much a part of the process. And I have an appreciation for that because a lot of times we are calling ourselves running this race that is actually really a marathon. You know, it feels like a cliche, but just like you have to train your body to run a marathon, like, which is a patience process. You got to really be preparing yourself for the things in life that you want most, whether it be in career, whether it be family, whether it be relationship, all of those things take patience. And so 2018 built my ability to become more patient, but also tested my patience in many ways. <laughs> Me and patience, we go together, but you know, sometimes we beef. But, you know, we, we, I got respect for patience. I love patience. <laughs> patience, I see you, boo. Um, but still, just a huge reminder about the importance of patience, especially with patience in the process, which I think was, is directly linked to just like really another big lesson for me about the promise and a no, right? And the gift of a no. I heard no um, quite a bit in 2018, um, especially when it came to some professional opportunities, like, no, this is not the role for you, or no, this is not the right opportunity for you, or no, this is not the right timing for you. And I think sometimes when like, you just have your mind and your heart fixed on outcome instead of process, no feels like the biggest cock blocker. Like, no feels like the biggest barrier, the largest roadblock. And what I learned in 2018 is every single no I got was significant and a gift because it actually created space for that moment, for that opportunity that I needed a yes on. So like no is actually probably the best thing that I heard this year. Every single time I was told no, and it was a fast no or a slow no, whatever kind of no it was. It was building a bridge for me to walk across to an opportunity that was phenomenal. And so, like, I see the gift in no, but again, like, no's also, like, 
what is it they say? Like rejection is God's protection. Like no's absolutely set you up to be prepared, to be ready for, to make way for that yes that you need to be the game changer, that yes that you need to move across the country, that yes that you need to meet your significant other, that yes that you need to get that right apartment, that yes that you need for whatever it is. I'm just thankful for no. No, you were great. Now I don't like too much of you. (laughs) I'm learning to be patient with no, but no is ultimately just as important in the process as yes. And to some regard, I would prefer a slow no than a fast yes, because I'm clear that when I hear no, there's something better written in the story or coming down the line that I can even anticipate or plan for. So there is absolutely a gift in a no, and I'm thankful for that. Also just learned in 2018 about like my ability to manifest and the power of words and intentions and like letting your intentions be known to the universe and making your heart and soul's intentions clear then waiting for them to appear um there's this meme that i've seen on uh, instagram several times where it talks about this whole notion of, you know, it's funny when you realize that you're walking through doors that you prayed to walk through years ago. And honestly, like, words are powerful. Your heart's intentions are powerful. And so you've got to be mindful and thoughtful about the words that you say. Um, I am trying to be so much more diligent about the words that I say after I am. Um, I am healthy. I am whole. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am Alderina World's child. I am a phenomenal black woman. I'm a black woman that is successful. You got to be careful because the universe and God listen to what you say after I am. Um, and if you notice, like if you start to say I am blank a lot, you start to be that. And I want to be more than I ever was before. And so working on being intentional with what it is that I ask the universe to manifest and making sure that my words match my intentions so that they show up together. Because honey, 2018 was just a start. 2019 is going to be the next step. And every year after, it's just going to continue to build and grow like a staircase up. And so you got to call it as you want it and trust the process to get you there. Also, you know, along that same vein, and thematically, I would say there's like a ton that happened to me in 2018 around like energy. And it is absolutely true where your energy flows, your attention goes, right? And I realized in those moments when I focused on the harder moments, when I focused on being mistreated or having people be like downright nasty toward me or dealing with folks being, you know, like directing their insecurities at me, internalizing some of that, I began to feel really bad and had some moments in 2018 where I was like, what the hell, right? (laughs) Like, what is going on? Why do I feel so bad? And I think, you know, it's hard, but just being really mindful of my energy and how I let people impact my energy and how I let situations really like draw on my energy and how I like really think about refocusing and getting back on track. Because I'm telling you, like, I know for a fact, because I'm an empath, that my tendency is to want to flow with whatever energetic thing is happening around me with people. and. Needing to be much more thoughtful about like, no, actually, like, that's not my energy right now, right? Like, my little cousin Ramon has this thing that he says to other doctors. He'll be like, hey, not my monkeys, not my circus. And being able to say like, actually, 
I'm not tuning into that show today. <laughs> you take that on over there. I'm going to change the channel um, and being able to like shift out of that. Um, because what also then became really a strong reminder for me was just about mental health this year, right? Um, and getting reacquainted with a therapist this summer, being able to talk through some of the challenges I was having, especially professionally. I'm dealing with um, some bouts of like anxiety and like just making sure that I was getting to a good place because there were moments this summer when I was like, man, like this sucks and I don't feel like myself and I'm not in a really good place and making sure that I had like a safe and objective and a sacred place to really unpack that with someone and to be able to like rebuild my confidence and my self-esteem and my self-assurance and just really reminded about the significance and impact of therapy. I love therapy. I think therapy is a game changer. Therapy is not talked enough about in our community, but therapy is so important. And honestly, I'm like, I would have made it through the summer because I had no like intentions to harm myself, but like I made it through the summer a little less broken because I had the support of a, a mental health professional. And so just want to remind folks, like as you're dealing and as you're flowing and as you're going and there's no such thing as perfect, having a support system that comes with credentials to be able to do it. So like, I'd love, I know you love your friends and your mama and them, but having someone that can actually look at you and diagnose symptoms and to be able to help you to find like true coping mechanisms and to support you in a very significant way, especially when it comes to your mental well-being is so, so, so important. I think another huge lesson, and as you like, as I'm talking through, I'm like, there's a build. I just reminded, I was not built to break. I'm gonna say it again. I was not built to break. We were not built to break. We don't get these tests in life so that we can crumple and fall down and give up. Like we are given these lessons to show us just like what our limits are and where we need to grow and how strong we actually are. And while I face challenges that you couldn't have told me I was going to face, um, situations with people that I'm like, really? Is this what we were doing? Like the thing that the storm reminded me was that I was built to withstand it. Uh, kind of like that like earthquake that experience what was that last year at two o'clock in the morning where it shook you, but like it didn't topple you. Like I was not built to break and I was built to grow into more and to become even like more like holy and fully myself. And so in those moments where people hurt me or I was made to feel like I was less than or in those moments where I was just not certain what was going to happen. God was reaffirming for me that we're going to get through this and you're going to be reminded that you will come out on the other side of this yourself. It's kind of like that Bujo Balintan song, Hills and Valleys, right? Where like Yolanda Adams, the battle is the Lord's. Like God was like, do you trust me? Real talk. God was like, do you trust me? Do you trust that I put you here to be Suzette and to know who you are and to grow and to experience and to be do you trust that you will come out on the other side of this yourself? I do. I was not built to break. Um, mm, was not built to break. Other things that I learned this year was that you gotta like trust and be thankful for the unexpected moments. Some of the sweetest things come out of the most unexpected circumstances. I met a gentleman this year at a conference in Florida and he happened to live in New York. And I'm not going to go too deeply into this right now because there is like a semicolon to this story. But 
just meeting someone in a moment where you weren't expecting to and someone that's a really good person, um, great father, great man, great business person, and have an opportunity to just get to know that person and to have them in a space where like you're going through a lot and for it's just become a really significant part of your year. It's pretty dope. And I will be forever thankful for the moment and like meeting him and getting to know him and in the process of getting to know him, um, continue to get to know parts of myself that I'm still working through in terms of learning what I do and do not want in a relationship. And just being real, reassured that there are really good people. There are really good men out there. There are men that say what they mean and mean what they say and like aren't going to put you through a whole bunch of trauma because they can or not going to put you through a whole bunch of mess because they're thoughtless. Like that was great. That was really sweet. And it was nice to just spend some time with a really good person for the first time in a long time. Um, the semicolon to that is also then realizing that sometimes just because somebody's a good person doesn't mean they're your good person. And I'm realizing that I'm for some reason used to things changing or ending with some like climactic crescendo in a song type drama and like things can kind of end or fizzle out without there being any drama right so being also like reassured that like you can find someone good and it doesn't have to be like a soap opera ending it can just be that y'all aren't for a fit for each other right now right and you could potentially be friends with someone and trust that you know what that they're a good person, you're a good person, and you're just maybe not good for each other, but you need that experience to be reminded about what is possible in love and relationships. And so really thankful for that moment. Being back in New York has also reminded me about the harrowing experience of dating here. Although I listen, I love dating in New York. It's like a smorgasbord and options, and you know, I don't know, like people be on foolishness, the bone career. But it's also like just nice to be in a space where you have men appreciating your beauty, your intelligence, your being as a black woman. And I'm just saying this to be very honest. The sister won't get no love in the Bay Area. For better or for worse, I wasn't. And I know it's a chief complaint of black women in the Bay Area. You know, ain't nobody trying to swing our way. Um, Very little appreciation for my kind out there. And I hate to be a generalist, but I have enough surveys that say that that's what the experience is. And so to be back in a space where men just appreciate you, um, big up your fineness, big up your intelligence, big up your womanhood. I'm glad to be in that place. And so what am I taking with me in 2019? I don't know. I feel like these lessons are building blocks that will just naturally continue forward. I want 2019 to be an even more intentional year than 2018 was. 2019 is the year of like continuing to think about like how I continue to build myself up in terms of like my profession, like what it is I want to do in terms of like continue to grow in that area. It's an opportunity to continue to think about what the Suzette brand is. It's more opportunity to continue to evolve the iced coffee confessions. Like 
I want to be super intentional with 2019. It's an opportunity to actually be in a healthy relationship with a man that I love and that loves me back in the purest of agape. Um, it's a year to like just continue to put myself out there more, to be building, to be growing, to be networking, to be connecting. All of the things that I think are really important. I think 2019 is going to be the best year yet. I'm beginning to think even more about motherhood. You know, I got them babies. <laughs> I know those eggs are nice in San Francisco. I'm beginning to think more and more about motherhood and what that timeline might be for me. And so I'm going to spend the rest of 2018 making a list and being intentional with that list and then beginning to watch that list manifest. Because if anything, if anything I learned in 2018, it's like I said, it's that power of manifestation. And so for this episode's a little bit tea, I think if I were to send a message to Suzette in January 2018 from this side of the year, I would say, girl, it's going to be a roller coaster. And sometimes it's going to be feeling like you're going down. But no, that guy is going to take you through this roller coaster to bring you to a beautiful, wonderful ending. It's been quite a ride and I'm thankful for it. Have a good day, loves. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions. We'd love to stay in touch with you. You can find us on social media via Facebook at Iced Coffee Confessions or on Instagram at The Real Iced Coffee Confessions. See you soon.